The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only, and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonhalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter for the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you got, yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now. Get your money mind right. Today's show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook, download at unlockyourwealthradio.com slash freebook, and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. How about that? I like it. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for stopping by. We are so glad to have you. I'm Heather Wagonhalt, flanked by my producer extraordinaire, Michael Terry. Hello, folks. And we are here to help you get your money mind right. And on today's show, we have these great features. First off, our key this week is break the budget. So all of you that started with our at the beginning of the season, or at least with show two, where we did the envelope challenge, and when we went green, we were we were going green. We were going to do an organic assessment. Now we get to figure out the results of that assessment. And we're going to learn how to do that today. Uh, our moolah word of the day has to do with frogs. Ribbit. Yeah. No, I meant frauds. You know, when I used to teach real estate, I, we had this thing called the statute of frauds, and it had to do with, you know, the validity of documents and all that stuff. And so when I would teach it, you know, I would teach it, you know, and, and I would make people, I would draw it on the pick on the wall or on the chalkboard, not on the wall. <laughs> But on the chalkboard, you know, these frogs, and I would layer each frog. So it was a statue of frogs. So they would remember it. And, just, and, and you know, and I didn't even know this. I had a federal judge that was in my class. And it was so funny because after he passed his test, he sent me this really nice thank you card and some flowers, you know, and, and he was just like, you were the greatest. And he wrote down like all these little, you know, Fred Gazinta and all these little things that, you know, statue of frogs, all that stuff that would help people remember to pass the exam. And he was like, I got in there first shot and I made it happen thanks to you. And he like drew the statue of frogs. It was really cool. And then, you know, he had his card in there and I'm like, oh my God, it's a federal judge. I taught a federal judge. You know, you just, you just never know, you know, because you see, you know, people come and whatever they come in and you don't know what they do. You just know they want to learn real estate for whatever reason. That was kind of cool. So we're going to have a frog for a, a, a moolah word of the day. Our Minutes on Your Money is also going to be all about frauds and scams. We're going to talk about the four ways that folks are going to try to get at you and your moolah and how you can prevent that. And our trivia question, as always, based on a previous show. And last week's key was hope for the best plan for the worst. So start racking your brain. And you too, Michael, because, uh, yeah, I'm going to quiz you first. Okay. So that's our our uh, trivia question. And from Ragnar Wealth, we have Leanne Kramer, Certified Financial Planner, joining us on today's broadcast. And I'm so excited. As always, we will talk about your money, your credit, and how to get ahead in any economy. We will also show you how to manage your money easier, saving time, and reducing stress using these proven techniques for you to create unlimited wealth and happiness. 
you know, I need to, I don't know. The angels aren't lifting me high enough. <laughs> I need something else. Uh, so anyway, uh, that's what we are here to help you do. And for Insiders Club members, you are always automatically entered to win in our weekly giveaways. But or, did I just say giveaways? <laughs> No, you said it was sort of a cross between the two. Uh, uh, no, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't say that. That's an inside joke for Schmolly. If you're listening, Schmolly, you better be. Darn it, cracking the whip. Uh, eating as I'm eating my breakfast. Eating? Did you get eaten? Did that monster eating you? So uh, if you are not an Insiders Club member but would like to compete for great money management tools, just answer today's trivia question correctly. Minor detail. It's got to be right. Not just – this isn't effort-based grading. This is, this yeah. is results-based yeah, grading. Yeah, so you either get it right or you don't. So last week we talked about hope for the best, plan for the worst. And this was all about facing our fears. And most of our fears all stem from one. And that is this week's trivia question. So this week's trivia question is, what is the one fear that all of our fears stem from? You remember? I see you nodding your head. I don't. I mean, I can, I can talk about this for hours, but I don't remember this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is your trivia question. What is the one fear that all fears stem from? Now, you can win one of three ways. You can call in, chat in, or email in to win. If you want to call in, that's 1-866-966-9420, 866-966-9420. You can uh, chat in to win. So uh, if you were listening live from the website, hop in the chat room. Hi, I'm here. Come visit. And then if you are listening from a podcast or not live from somewhere else, never fear. You have email here. And you can send an email with your potential right answer to trivia at UYW Radio. Radio.com. Trivia at UYWRadio.com. Good luck. But if you have no idea what the answer is, everyone can still walk away a winner. For those of you listeners and Unlock Your Wealth Radio Nation, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Just visit the website and get started now. So today's minutes on your moolah. Let's. Um, ooh, I got to reach for the article, and of course I have the wrong thing up. Wouldn't you know it? Uh, <laughs> so we were talking about frauds and scams, and there are. Whoops, I'm pushing. There we go. And who do you think is the most vulnerable population out there, generationally speaking? Probably the, probably the old folks. You're right. Yeah. Seniors are becoming the topic of all scams, and worst of all, they're being targeted by their known acquaintances and loved ones. Wow. Yes. I've been a victim of scam, uh, of, of scams and frauds by a relative. Really? My very first one, my mother. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, because, you know, like, they're the ones that go get your social security number. Yeah, both me and my brother. It's been lovely. Come on, Ma. Yeah, and it's like, really? God. 
You know, like it wasn't bad enough that I had 100% tax and all my babysitting money. Then, like, when I got old enough to have credit, then she kind of, like, ruined that for me, too. But the Federal Trade Commissioner's Consumer Sentinel Database logged 60% increase since 2008 in the number of people filing complaints, mostly seniors. Uh, Nobody knows how much fraud is out there, and it's unknowable because a lot of victims will suffer in silence, says Doug Shadle and Natal. Natal. Shadle Natal. Dreidel. Shadle Natal, Says Doug Shadle, a national expert on fraud for the AARP. And you know what that is, right? You, are, you, yeah. are you a card-carrying member yet? Uh, you know, they had me for a year. <laughs> and I quit. <laughs> you quit? Yeah, I did. Don't be a quitter. That's why people should continue to smoke. Don't be a quitter. Well, my, bro- my, <laughs> my, brother, my brother said they were just too left-wing for him, and then I did some did a little research on the AARP. And yeah, and you agreed? Yeah, they're pretty far the left. Yeah, well, you know, they're trying to take care of their peeps. They kind of like, you know, it's a pendulum, you know? So, <laughs> and it's just like negotiating. You have to ask for too much to concede back to what you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, if, if you want to be successful at negotiation. So that would make sense. Seniors' financial losses to fraud have risen about 6% a year over the last five years. And most cases go unreported because... You know, after all those years alive, who would want to admit they've been victimized? Yeah. You know, we all think we know better. This is over 65. Yes, yes. And uh, uh, they're more vulnerable than any time in history because they don't have to get into your home anymore to steal from you. You know, you've got your cyber home and uh, that's parked on the Internet. So uh, using computers, there are four ways that scam artists can target you. First is affinity frauds, and they usually involve predators selling investments after gaining the victim's trust by sharing an affiliation such as a religious school or ethnic tie, a club membership perhaps, or just a really good friend, you know. So they capitalize on that relationship. Uh, Two, Internet frauds. They utilize online means to reach mass audience cheaply and with misleading offers from everything from penny stocks to overseas travel to miracle cures and Wrinkle creams. It happens. It happens. Retirees who are alone and use email at home don't often hear the cautions that they get from coworkers, classmates, or others about internet scams. You know, if you're just if you're out of the workforce, you know, you're just kind of out of touch. And if you don't get out and you know, if you're kind of homebound, you know, yeah. maybe because of age or disability. That can be a challenge for you. Phone scans, everybody's you, everybody knows about these, yet they still happen. You know, they're tried and true. They generally arrive on landline phones, so they most often reach older people who are at home during the day. They use high-pressure tactics to sell fraudulent investments, insurance policy, or travel deals, and they make misleading charity pitches also or execute a variety of swindles, including the infamous grandchild scam. And we'll have to wait. That's your teaser. The grandchild yeah, scam. Yeah, sounds good. I know, but I'm not going to get let the cat out of the bag. So we'll have to cover the grandchild scam later. Uh, or mail fraud. These scams fool recipients with the official, official, official. We're having another enunciation challenge here on the Unlock Your Wealth radio program. 
Uh, they scam. These scams fool recipients with official-looking, highly personalized letters. The uh, typical scams include sweepstakes and things where they ask the winner to submit a fee before. Yeah, Facebook lottery. That was the thing. Oh, that was your your deal. Yeah, you got scammed. Well, somebody tried to scam you. You were just hit to the game. I'm so smart. Yeah, well, it's probably because you listen to this show. (laughs) (laughs) One could only hope that's why. So the things that you need to be aware of, um, especially if you're not used to technology, my husband's idea of technology is a pen and a yellow pad of paper. Yeah. That that's that's his live scribe, you know. At at the turn of the century, it was technology. Yeah. <laughs> Two centuries ago, but <laughs> I'm just teasing. But you know, um, so. Uh, it's easy to get hoodwinked. You know, it sounds newfangled, and you're like, oh, okay. So you kind of have to trust. There's this level of implicit yeah. trust, yeah. you know. And with a social contract, you know, that, that that we create with other human beings, you know, there's that assumption of trust there. Yeah. You know, you look like a nice guy, Michael. You know, you don't have hair down to your behind, and, you know, you're you're well-kept, and it smells like you've bathed at least once this week. <laughs> And, and and you've got a great, pleasant smile, and, and, and you're very warm, and, and perhaps I could trust you. Well, you know, this is the the clothing that these wolves wear, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Yep, they put the little sheep, bah, bah, here I am. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it for this week's Minutes on Your Money. We still have our moolah word of the day, and I already kind of gave it to you in our article. I should have flip-flopped that, but... Oh, well, I wasn't thinking about it at the time. But stay tuned because we also have Break the Budget and our interview with Ragnar Wells, Leanne Kramer. You're listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We'll be right back after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt again like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on Fort Myers Beach Radio for your morning cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback. And we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Work all day, stress all night, take your mind off your money and focus on your life. 
Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your maven of moolah. Heather Wagonhall is here with your moolah word of the day, and it is a moolah phrase. I already mentioned it in our Minutes on Your Money about frauds and scams, and it's the affinity fraud. And it's specifically the name for a type of scam that targets members of a specific demographic. And so in relation to our Minutes on Your Money, it was retirees. Perpetrators may attempt to relate or exploit characteristics common to the demographic. Targeted groups can include the elderly, ethnic groups, and religions. Perpetrators attempt to portray themselves as members of this group or people who can relate to the members of the group in order to gain trust and eventually moolah. Ponzi schemes and pyramid schemes are sometimes combined with affinity fraud. And so if you think about it, so Bernie Madoff knew all of those rock star people, right? And they're like, oh, Bernie, yeah, he makes me lots of money, right? Because he prints me all these bogus receipts saying that I'm making all this money. Uh, And so, you know, uh, of course, if you're Steven Spielberg and you're like talking to one of your buddies and you'd be like, hey, yeah, you're like, hey, you know, I'm thinking about moving my investments. He goes, I got this great guy, Bernie. He takes care of my money. So why wouldn't you, you know, because you want to be like, you know, or maybe you don't <laughs> want to be like Steven Spielberg. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but he's an Arizona kid. So that's why I, was, I picked Steven. Did but really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so y- you could you do that. You know, I, I know that when I was doing mortgages um, and we had um, a lot of this, uh, what's it called? It's like it was bond money and it was meant for minorities. So like you couldn't give it to white people. So you had to give it to minorities. And I, you know, born and raised in Arizona, I speak Spanish because I, I spoke Romanian first and it's very similar. It's a Latin based language. So it was really easy to pick up. So, so I spoke Spanish, but I would always get my words right, you know, because, you know, you have like the infinitive is like to be is a star. But then if it's me, it's esta, you know, and if it's test tense, it's este, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Estamos is, is we are and all of these little different. Right. So I would not always get that right, but I would always do my best. And I'd always say, um, you know, I would always apologize, you know, and I, and I would so say, you know, estoy nervioso porque soy gringa. And, and it's meaning I, I, I'm sorry, but I'm nervous because I'm a white girl. And they would be like, oh, you're trying so hard. And I would find more times than not that these people that spoke Spanish as their primary or first language that immigrated here and whether it was, you know, legally immigrated or not, that wasn't the issue. The issue was that people of their own race would be like, Hey, we, you know, like I speak your language, you know, I'm a Mexican too, or I'm a whatever I am too. And, uh, you know, let me show you how this is done. And they would just rape these people, you know, financially, Mm. they would just rake them over the coals and 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 it broke my heart to see yeah. that. I mean, how could you do that? How could you build up that kind of rapport with somebody just to take advantage of them? You know, it makes you it makes you worry about you know. I mean, I have my IRA, you know, with a reputable financial organization, but you know, there's a, there's one guy right who's in charge of that money. Now, you know, what pro, what protections do I have that he's not going to you know walk run away to to the Cayman Islands with the money. Right. I mean, I don't know. You know, I mean, how do you how do you protect yourself? It's just right. And then, but then to be preyed upon by someone that you feel a connection with. You know, it's like if you went to like Germany 
and, and you know move there and you don't speak german but there's you know like an american that's an expat and so they're fluent and you like hook up with them and they just seem like they're so great because they're helping you out and they're interfacing with the german people and then all of a sudden you know you've been been built out of your money yeah you know, and they're nowhere to be found. You feel just so yeah. violated. I mean, I think that that affinity fraud and like the familial fraud is like the worst kind yeah. because they're preying on your most intimate relationships. Absolutely. You know, if you rip me off, you know, because you've got a computer that's automatically generating credit card codes, you know what? That's like not that big a deal. You know what I mean? Because there's no connection. It's just I was the luck of right. the draw that day. Right. Right. But but these type of the affinity frauds are right. the ones that just Oh, it's just like, you know, like, isn't there any honor among thieves? What happened to honor among thieves? Yeah. Right? Right. I guess. I don't know. I'm crazy. But anyway, so that's it for your moolah phrase of the day. Affinity fraud. It's the closest and most painful. And uh, from back in the day, I remember trying to help someone clean up their credit. And I remember Sears being one of the toughest people. When it came to that sort of stuff for familial fraud, they made you file fraud charges. Otherwise, if you refused to file fraud charges, they would uh, they'd still make you pay for the debt. They wouldn't wow. they wouldn't relieve it of you. You'd have to file wow. a police report and everything. Wow. And how do you, and and that's exactly why affinity fraud occurs because you know am I gonna you know file fraud charges against my mother? Right. I mean, like I entertain the thought some days. <laughs> <laughs> like some days. Yeah. I'm thinking, okay, it's time. you're so close. You're on the edge there, lady. <laughs> Don't push me. And so, so, you know, I mean, but they prey upon that. So that's, that, I think that that's almost worse yeah. than if you just, like, you know, go up and rob somebody at gunpoint. Like, yeah. you don't know them. It's, a, it's, a, it's a not a personal crime. So anyway, let's move on because let's talk with our guest, shall we? Uh, Leanne Kramer is a second-generation woman in the financial services industry. She's been a financial advisor for over a decade and most recently with Morgan Stanley via the Smith Barney Channel and feels strongly that everyone should have the same opportunity when it comes to doing well financially. After receiving her bachelor's at Willamette, she has had a variety of business experiences, from working at Nike corporate headquarters to managing the front of an audio production studio to owning her own business. She has gained an understanding of people and business at many levels. And now Leanne is going to be joining us here at Unlock Your Wealth Radio to share some of that wisdom she's accumulated over the years. Leanne, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Now, you have a, a very historic and legendary person in your background, but when I found the name of your company, Ragnar Wealth, the first thing I thought of was Atlas Shrugged. That's great, because it happens to be one of my favorite books, and I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, Ragnar Denishal, because, well, you know, he was the anti-Robin Hood, remember? He robbed from, <laughs> he robbed from the, the, the looters and the moochers and gave back to the wealthy. And, uh, right. yeah, so I, I thought, oh, okay, great. So this is awesome. So right. uh, it'll be no holds barred wealth accumulation on today's show. <laughs> exactly. Uh, unfortunately, it's just such a more staid story than that. It's a relative in my family who um, won a Nobel Prize in economics, one of the first. And I use that as a guidepost. He was also one to coin some of the big phrases we use in the industry today, today econometrics and things like that. So 
I always figure, okay, maybe with him as our guiding light, it will pass through by blood. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> I like that. I like that philosophy. That's great. You know, I'd love to win a Nobel Prize for something just to say I'm a, I'm a Nobel laureate. Doesn't that sound good? Nobel laureate oh, Heather Wagenhoff. Sounds so good. <laughs> All but, right. you know, laureate is a very long word to fit on a business card. Right. But, you know, I'll just carry bigger business cards. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be giving Bigger people five-by-seven cards. <laughs> Just flashing people. Here's my business card. Yes. Here you go. And I'll be like, what the? Where am I going to stick this? <laughs> Might as well put it in huge font so people can read it from a distance. Oh, yeah. there you go. May I should just walk around with a neon sign. <laughs> right. Because you're feeding my ego now. We're going to get in trouble here. <laughs> We're going to derail ourselves. Uh, but Leanne, so you have picked up that uh, lineage, and you are a certified financial planner. And, I am. And how did you, like you had this great family history, but were you always drawn to wealth, or did you have kind of a more colorful background? Um, you know, that's interesting because in my family, I got into this um, through family in the third grade. That's when my mother got a job at a savings and loan and then started working at a small financial management firm that is no longer in business. It's been subsequently absorbed by one of the major firms. And so I, when she went to school and training for her licenses, she would come home and she would educate the, us about that. Um, most families, they go around and say, how was your day today? And it was, oh, I played kickball in the yard. It was great. But <laughs> we learned about stocks and bonds and investing. On each side of my family, I have a grandparent who believed firmly in, if you take care of your pennies, the dollars take care of themselves, and you need to invest in the U.S. economy because they never made any money, but they always saved at least 20% of what they were bringing in. And they just kept investing. It was methodical. Wow. And that's a behavior we don't have in our society anymore. You're right. So I came, I came to it um, basically because I would lecture people what I learned in my family. And my friends got tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> my husband got tired of me saying, well, maybe I'll be good in this business. He said, if you just take the test, then you have to do something with it. If you don't take the test or if you don't make pass the pe test, then I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> there so, you go. That was a good motivator. Yeah. So I passed and, and I've been doing this professionally for over a decade. What is the one thing that you find, in addition to it not being natural for folks to save, what are some of the other things that you notice that are gaps in your clients that could be serious flaws, you know, for anybody, whether they're with an investment advisor or not? What do you think some of the gaps are? Um, I think there are two columns of gaps that I tend to see. One is that we're just not educating people at, from a younger age. I think the, the stories are the same. We see all the reports, oh, um, do this for your retirement and watch out for fees and you're going to the wrong place wherever you're investing and um, you have to support yourself in retirement. But we don't have anything in our education system that says, Here's exactly how you do it. When you get a dollar in an in income, 
20% has to go off the top to taxes or 25%, whatever the rate is. Or a and lot more depending on your tax bracket. Right. Yeah, exactly. But people don't understand that. And then X amount needs to go to savings. And then the rest is really yours. What people do is they put the savings and investing last. Right. So that part, that educational part is, is one challenge. I think the other challenge is, is by the time people get serious about it, they're a little older. And one of the strong messages that we give is you have to start young. So by the time they're older, they feel like, oh, I'm, I'm a lost cause. I can't do it. Right. There's no hope for or, me. Right. Or they sit in front of a financial advisor and they hear, oh, you're now 50 and you have to save $3 million. <laughs> and right? you have, yeah, it, and you have 10 years to do it if you want to retire at 65. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's just, then they're done. They're mentally done. So I think that's something that needs to be addressed as well is how do we look at them as individuals and say, wow, you actually have a lifestyle that only needs this amount of money or how about these questions or are there some tricks we can use to best ensure that you're going to reach a reasonable goal that will allow you to be financially successful in your retirement. You know, one of the things that I think is a flaw where we plan for retirement is we're always trying to figure out what our lifestyle is going to be like. We're trying to predict how we're going to live. And so it theoretically our expenses should go down because we don't have that big mortgage. We don't have kids living at home, but when I retire, I want my lifestyle to go up because now I'm going to have more time to do things. Exactly. It's so funny that nobody's talking about that because here's what's happening is people's mortgages are not going away. I would say the majority of people, what they're doing is they are buying a bigger house or they're refinancing for another 30 years when they're in their 50s. The mortgage isn't going away. The kids might be gone, so that's okay. But gone are the days when Social Security kicked in at 65 and then we died at 67. Yeah, We are younger at 65 than we've ever been and healthier at 65. So people retire and then they have more time on their hands and they're all, I'm going for a cruise. Oh, I'm going to go to Mexico and take up surfing. And their expenses just skyrocket. And and they have no idea that that's coming. Right. Right. Because they've been told, oh, you only need 80% of your income in retirement. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that that I learned in this gerontology class, because I wanted to understand this process of what goes on is the compression of morbidity is what is making life insurance cheaper for us. Uh, But what it's doing is our quality of life is higher longer. So we're not sitting on oxygen tanks for 10 years. You know, we're, we're living and we've got to keep the mind stimulated. So that means activity. And so at some point it's going to cost us to do something. You can only hike the mountain so many times for free until you want to go hike in another country, some other mountain. And that, then that's where the money needs to come from. I I have a grandmother who's 103 and still lives on her own. uh, Yeah. You know, when I plan, when I I plan for my clients, I say, okay, I'm throwing away all the formulas because I'm using her age as your planning number. Right. Well, yeah, exactly as you should be. You know, there's a billboard in L.A. that says the first person to live to 130 is alive today. 
Right. Yeah. And and I think what nobody is talking about is the number of years we have to live in retirement and, and it's a healthy life are more years than we spent working. Exactly. And, and and we don't think about that. And everybody's whining about I got to follow my passion. I got to do what I love. I can't I can't be constrained by this nine to five. <laughs> right, and they're using old formulas to try and get them into a financially sex- successful place, and the old formulas don't work. Uh, you're right. And what I'd like to do when we return from the break is talk about what we can do to start preparing ourselves financially for this extended retirement that we'll be taking. You are listening to Leanne Kramer on Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and we'll be right back with more after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm Ella Wagonhall. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on the Jiggy Jaguar radio network for your cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback. And we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhall. And my special guest today is Leanne Kramer, Certified Financial Planner at Ragnar Wealth. And before the break, we were talking about aging and planning for retirement and how those formulas just don't work anymore because we're living longer and the quality of life that we're living longer is so much better too. I know my husband always jokes about not wanting to spend, you know, 10 years on the porch drooling, but that's just not likely these days because medicine and technology and the quality of life that we've lived so far has been much healthier than our predecessors. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, definitely, definitely. And what people forget is that when Social Security was created, you weren't supposed to live very long. <laughs> That's why the system's broke. You were supposed to drop dead in a couple of years. Cause you... When it was created, you were supposed to die within two years because that's what people did is they quit their jobs and they sat on the porch and there you go. Yeah. But now people are living 30 years, more than 30 years after retirement. Right. And, so, and you've got to plan for that. 
you, you just you can't leave that to someone else. We must take responsibility for our own lives. And right. So what would you say is the most important criteria, knowing that I'm only going to work, you know, maybe, you know, 30, 35 years, and yet I'm going to I'm going to live at least that long in retirement. So how do I enjoy my life today and still save for the future and be able to survive? I think people need to change their mindset about how long they work. I think that that number of working until 65 we need to wipe that out of our consciousness because the reality is, is people think, oh, I'm going to work until 65. It's going to be a drudge job. I'm just doing my time and then I'm going golfing. Mm -hmm. But I think if we can shift of staying engaged and still earning an income, but doing something that they really like or fulfills them to some degree, then you shift the whole scale to the longevity side. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, people say I work too hard, I, and, and these are all my friends that don't have money <laughs> tell me that, right. that I work too hard. Money is so important to you, Heather, but it's like it's, it's not really that important because, you know, I don't feel like I'm working. So, like, I don't feel like there's this on-off switch that, oh, i got to go to work today. i got to go see Michael. We've got to record five shows it's like, oh, it's like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to get to Michael's. We have all these cool people we're going to meet. We're going to do these shows. We're going to be funny. We're going to be entertaining and educational. So I don't feel like I'm working. And then, you know, when I'm home, I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm on the Internet. I'm researching these new like money articles. And they're like, well, do you ever stop working? And I'm like, I don't remember starting to work. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Thing. You know, so, so and, and I think that when you find something that engages you and you know, if, if we want to work for just money, then it's real simple. Find somebody's need and fill it. That's all you have to do right. to make money. But, so there's another unspoken issue that I've run into a lot, it, which is people have to first be um, aware or have an internal belief that they deserve to have money. Yes. Those, uh, those lovely limiting beliefs that get placed on us by parents and people of influence when we were kids. Right, right. They put characteristics on money like money is bad, money is evil. Money, money doesn't grow on trees. People. Right. And, and they put all the characteristics on money instead of just saying, you know, money is a tool. And maybe the person you ran into who had money was less than palatable or corrupt or whatever the experience was, but that was the person with the money, not the money itself. Right. Money is just a medium of exchange. I love, since you're an Atlas girl, I love, you know, when Francisco was at Hank Reardon's party and he gave that speech and he goes, to whom do you think I was talking? When he talked about (laughs) money is not the root of all evil, it's the root of all good. And that it's, that it's, you know, because if I come to you for financial planning and I give and I pay you your fee. I'm trading my best efforts that it took to make that. And then I'm giving it to you because I expect and demand your best efforts to preserve and grow my wealth. Right. Exactly. And and so, so that's all money is, is it's it's a tool. It's not a goal, Cause, you know, because it reminds me of, you know, when you chase your dog. You know, like he gets off your leash and you chase him and he keeps running, but he's always looking back over his shoulder at you. If you keep chasing him, you're not going to catch him. But if you stop and change what you're doing or run away, then he'll come back to you. Right. And, 
And and I think that it, that that money is elusive in that way. If you chase it, you may not get it. Well, I think that it's so poor. You have you really have to believe that you deserve it because I think you see central figures in the news. I mean, Warren Buffett, prime example. He never had a thought of not being deserving. He never thought about it. Like, of course, he deserves to have money. But then you see people who are maybe raised in a family that are given negative. Um, messages about themselves. Yeah. Right? Like big, poor or, families. I've had friends that have like right. a zillion brothers and sisters and, you know, you can't have second things or, you know, uh, right. shame on you for mentality. wanting your own dress. You're going to wear these hand-me-downs and you're going to like it. You're not worth a new dress. Right. Exactly. It's a scarcity mentality. And so I think we get what we're thinking about. We get what we believe. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, I don't know that makes sense but when we're always thinking of, I'm working a job there's no money out there I can't do it well you end up being right because you attract what your thoughts are okay so we got to change our mindset we got to and, and understand where we're going we have to believe down to the core that we're worthy of money then what do we need to start doing obviously if we're not young and listening to this show that time can still be on our side it's just going to be on our side in a different way. So so let's say I'm in my 30s or 40s here in the Unlock Your Wealth Radio Nation, and I uh, I had way too much fun in college, and I continue to have that fun, and I'm trying to pay off the debt that I created, but I started a family now. Is there hope for me, and what can I do? Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. I think that um, what you can do is, number one, become really aware of what your spending habits were and are now. And you have to then say, okay, what is my goal? What do I want to accomplish and make that the priority? Because I think when there's nothing more powerful to a person than when they're in their control of their money. Yes. Because it feels so good when we get that paycheck. Yeah, it feels so good, but you have to shift what society is telling you to do with your money and kind of go the other way and have a savings account and start a monthly investment program when you're younger. Pay off the debt because what you're doing is you're saying, I am number one. I'm the priority. When your friends say, let's go out drinking, it's okay to say, I can afford it. I just don't choose to do it. And that's a powerful statement because most people would typically say, dude, I can't afford it. Right. Be like I still want to go. Again. Or or they they bandwagon and they go oh okay and then they're like well I just only have one drink but it's like a twenty dollar martini, right? With exactly. And one always leads to two, right? Or you or you can go and be the designated driver and just drink like soda and water all night. Yeah. Or what I like to encourage people to do is to be the ringleader of their group and say let's do something else, make it super fun, and just happens to be something that's less expensive. Right, and create alternatives instead of it being a yes, no, be like, okay, that's one choice, but we can choose something else. So I I really like that idea of options and stuff. So that's a great, you know, thing. First, to change our mindset. Second, to observe and be aware of our spending habits. And then three, to create goals. And so now what happens next? Because, you know, life happens. So what if things change, you know, life changes? How often should we go back and reevaluate our goals and our plans? You know, I think that, 
okay, I'm going to go against the industry here because everyone loves to say, I'm going to prepare this huge plan for you and nobody ever looks at it, right? <laughs> That's the right. Is you get the 68-page printout that has a Monte Carlo scenario and it's all the statistical data, but the reality is if people can't pay attention to five minutes, let alone a 25-year span. <laughs> exactly. So what I say is break up your goals into, we all know you need to have retirement, right? right. And that usually happens around the same age for most people. So if you're really young, the reality is, is you can't even imagine being 65. Right. Because your grandparents now aren't even 65. That's the problem. Right. Yeah, you had teachers in high school who were 29 and you thought they were ancient. <laughs> exactly. So, so you need to get into the habit and do it, but that's not something you're going to think about much and you're going to kind of be pissy about it. So what I tend to do for clients who are in the younger age brackets is to say, okay, on top of the retirement, which you need to take advantage of through your employer or set something up if you're someone who's self-employed, you also need to have something that's going to cover the goals before you're 59 and a half. So you don't have to take money out and hit, hit penalties and taxes and all that. So you need something that covers those goals. For some people, it's a house. Um, for me, I started putting $50 a month away when I was in my 20s to just some mutual fund. And by the time I was 35, I had like mid-30s crisis. And so I used it to go to Europe. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, That's a good thing to do with that. Was that the brightest decision? Maybe not. But you know what? I didn't touch my savings, and I didn't have to touch any of the 401k stuff I had. Well, yeah. So, you know, it was a quality of life savings, and it improved your quality of life at that moment. Yeah. So I think, for me, the definition of financial independence is being able to make any choice I want at any given time, no matter what age, without impacting my financial future. That's a great way to define it. You know, I, I think so that, that you're that, spot on. That's really different than what people are doing now. What people are doing now is they're saying, I'm just going to do it now because I'm alive and I might get hit by a bus. Yeah. Yep. And then you have to say, okay, here you are in front of me at 65. You have X amount of money that's not going to work for your lifestyle. So my best advice is to start drinking and smoking. <laughs> yeah, really. So, yeah. You know, so that you both run out at the same time. There you go. What is it? Oh, my, my husband quotes this really famous uh, Bobby Lane. He said he wanted to run out of breath and money at the same time. Yeah. Someone else said uh, their quote was the last check you should ever bounce or the only check you should ever bounce is the check to the mortician. Yeah, there you go. There you go. The guy in, um, what was it, uh, Ocean's 12 said something like that, the older guy. Yeah. yeah. Didn't see that movie. How do you know? That's a classic. How do you not see that? Ocean's 11. Ocean's 11. Yeah, but when he comes back, like, because he didn't want to come back. You know, it was the, the old guy that, um, uh, uh, oh, my gosh, what's the character's name? He was the guy that was the writer, uh, Shriner, Shriner. Um, uh, who's Rob Shriner's dad? Jeez. Good question. I want to call him Al. Was it Al? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> this is not. Thank God, this isn't a movie trivia show. He's like Mel. <laughs> <laughs> Mel? No. He was the guy. Oh, he no. was the guy that Rob Reiner. No, is Rob Reiner? No, no, it wasn't him. It was. Uh, it, it was. It's the old guy, and it was the guy that that wrote for Mary Tyler Moore oh. and the Dick Van Dyke Show and. Um, um, Milton Berle. No, oh. no. 
Alan Brady. Oh, my God. Now we're just guessing. Now we're just guessing. Anyway, it's been great playing movie trivia as well as learning how to build our wealth in an unconventional way. And so if folks want to learn how to build wealth and break the rules and actually accomplish something with their finances, how do they get a hold of you, Leanne? You know, the best way probably to find out more information or get a hold of me is to go to our website, which is Ragnar Wealth. It's www.ragnarwealth.com. We're doing a little uh, adjusting on it, so it's not fully accessible, but our contact information is there for a phone call. Outstanding. And thank you again so much for being a part of our show today. And for those of you in Unlock Your Wealth Radio Nation who are driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can visit Leanne's show page and click on the linky links to get all of her contact information and learn more about how to manage your money better. Stay tuned. We have the keys to riches coming up on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We'll be right back after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. Heather Wagonhalls here from CrackingYourMoneyCode.com. Tune in to my Unlock Your Wealth update for your daily cup of money motivation. Weekdays at 1225 during the Midday News Report on Corey's Hometown Radio, 1370 AM, WWCB. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback, and we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Work all day, stress all night, take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls. And it is time for our key for this week. For those of you joining us for the first time, welcome to the show. We're so glad you found us. Hopefully, you're gaining some value out of listening today. The Keys to Riches is a baker's dozen of financial concepts that teaches you... Start that over again. Okay, one more time. Let's rewind that. Uh, The Keys to Riches is the baker's dozen of financial concepts that not only teach you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money, but it also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest. Are you paying attention? Yes. All while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do that one key at a time, one week at a time on the Unlock Your Wealth radio program. By the way, I'm looking for a new producer. Anybody know anyone? 
Uh, yeah, well, you had some funny look on your face. So we are at key seven. I can't even believe it. We're cranking through this season. So if you have been with us since the beginning of the season or at least the second week, which was key two, where we went green, we did our going green and started an organic assessment, here's where the rubber meets the road, okay? And at this point, we're going to finish that assessment. Now, the reason why we had to do the assessment kind of on the fly and only be stuffing an envelope and not writing anything down and not paying attention to stuff other than making sure that we had a receipt for everything is because of the way the brain works. And being that this is brain-based financial literacy, the purpose of this is to kind of beat us at our own game so we can figure out what scams we're running upon ourselves, so we go with today's show with all these scams, what kind of frauds we're perpetrating against ourselves, uh, and it's a, a behavioral unconscious thing, because discipline is a conscious activity, but behavior is subconscious, and it's, it's a drive, it's a motivation, and it's all subconscious. And what do we know what our drives come from? Two things, seeking pleasure and avoiding pain. So now that we know this, we have to be able to figure out what it is that's driving us. So we're not looking for how much money we're spending when we go to Starbucks or how often we go to Starbucks, okay? Because we already know to spend less and save more. I wouldn't have a job if that was the key to money management, right? Right. Because we already know how to do that, but we don't. And the reason why is it's not about discipline. It's about behavior. So what we are analyzing over this last set of six weeks, if you've been with us this time, is not how much, okay? It's been, we're looking at when we spend so we can get behind the why so we can figure out how to correct it. And it's not about spending less at the grocery store or spending less at the movies. It's about finding what is driving these expenditures that we're making that are breaking our budgets, right. okay, and that make us wholly incapable of maintaining stuff. Some of it has to do with unrealistic planning. It, you know, if you have a family of four, it's probably not realistic to have a $100 a month grocery, bath, a grocery allotment. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Because, you know, because, like, it's just me and my husband. It's just two of us. Yeah. And we're like at like a hundred bucks a week, not a hundred bucks a month. And that's it, you know, and, and that's not even eating at home every night. You know what I mean? So, so you have to, you know, find out what you're spending it on and you know, what's realistic. Okay. And you can tell the difference. And that's what we're going to do is we're going to sort all these receipts by category. And then we're going to put them, if you go to Unlock Your Wealth Radio and go to our key for the week, you'll be able to find the download for our savings and spending tracker. And what we want to do is we want to break them out. It's a 30-day tracker, so it's one month. And it was so funny because my editor's like, why do you only have 30 days if it's one month? And I'm like, because most months have 30 days, some have 31, but only one has 28 and 29 each leap year. And he was like, he was confused by that. He was thinking, <laughs> and I'm like, what? And I'm like, 30 days. You get to take a day off if, it has, if your month has 31. So what do you have, a little app up there? Uh, it's not an app. We're old school and because apps don't meet with the way the brain works. It doesn't retrain behavior. Hmm. Um, what we're doing is we're going old school 
or we're staying old school. We're not going old school because yeah. we never got new school. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason why we do things. So you have to download the fiscal piece paper because the act, the kinesthetic act of writing does several things for us. Uh, you know, this, yeah. So, yeah, so especially when we talked about, you know, our affirmations and our goals and writing them because it bypasses that critical filter using our parasympathetic nervous system. Stylus doesn't work. Um, if, if you're, can you write in cursive? Or are you just poking with the you're, stylus you're and typing? Poking. Yeah, not, doesn't count. Doesn't work, okay. No, um, because it's the, because, because the act of handwriting is subconscious once you've trained it in, you know, so, so, so whatever you write goes into your head and it goes in through your nervous system. Uh-huh. It's not conscious. So if you wrote like, you know, I'm a good saver, I'm a good investor, mm-hmm. you know, it goes right in. But if you've never managed your money well and you outwardly said, yeah, I'm a good investor, you know, like inside you got this little guy inside going, yeah, right. Who are you kidding? <laughs> You're like, I'm a great soccer player. I'm like, yeah, whatever, two left feet. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you have that critical filter. So we have to be able to get around that guy. Yeah. So how do we get around that guy? Well, we use the nervous system cool. to get around that guy because it p- bypasses that and gets right programmed in. And everything that we write down and that we read whoosh, goes in. It's like indelible. Very cool. I you like know what that. I mean? Indelible yeah. ink. So we're going to go through and we're going to be old school. And we're going to write down everything. And it's going to be arduous. For those of you that spend money every day. And, it's, and, and I'm not saying that spending money every day is bad because, you know, sometimes you have to spend money every day. You have to buy gas some days to go to work. But if you're not buying gas, maybe you have to go buy food. Maybe you have to pay for your dry cleaning. You know what I mean? So every day we're spending money. And so there's going to be, you know, six weeks worth of receipts if you did it right. So you've got to catalog that. And if you're giving your kid five bucks for allowance, you've got to catalog that. You've got to catalog every expenditure, even the vending machine. You know, one of the greatest things about the way we do this is after somebody gets done filling out this savings and spending tracker for just one month, they've made the decision to quit smoking and lose weight. Because <laughs> when they find out how much they're spending, all of a sudden it helps to right the ship. Because you don't know it when it bleeds out a couple of dollars at a time. But how much is it for a pack of cigarettes? I have no idea. Yeah, I just went through this with my stepson. And, and yeah, you know, there's more tax on the pack than there is profit or or actual cost of manufacture. Uh, So, you know, that adds up. If you're a pack a day person, six bucks a day, seven days a week, that's like a nutty amount of money. It's ridiculous. On something that's bad for you. Yeah. You know, if you want to put yourself out of misery, drink a cup of leech instead. <laughs> That's what I always tell my, my stepson. And I'm like, if your life is so bad and you're just trying to kill yourself with cigarettes, because you know that's what's going to happen, that's slow. Yeah. Get it over with with a cup of leech. Absolutely. And he's like, that's crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, so is smoking. <laughs> that's my point. It's crazy. But okay, so let's allot $600 for that budget for just cigarettes. So now how are you going to pay for rent? How are you going to pay for food? Now that we got smoking out of the way, let's get onto the other stuff. So it's just, you start seeing all of these things. They unwind for you as you go through this. And the way that you craft your savings and spending plan, okay, it's save first. So you got to pay yourself first. And so if you're not used to setting aside 10% or feel like you can't do it, commit to $1. Make a commitment, write it down, make sure it's, you see, see it every day, and make sure you physically make that commitment to save it. Because once you start saving and accumulating, remember our five areas of concern, then you can start multiplying that wealth. And so now that dollar that you just saved today can go to work with you tomorrow. 
and he can make money right alongside of you. So every day that you get up, Michael, and you earn money and you put it in your retirement, that retirement is working side by side with you each and every day. You get up to go to work, so does your money. It gets up and goes to work too. And, and you can't have an army of folks working on your behalf if you don't get them first. <laughs> you got to save them. So, you know, you got to have money to buy the goose that makes the golden egg. So that's it for this week's key. For your key statement, key action, key affirmation, and key action item, please visit unlockyourwealthradio.com. And for more in-depth interviews with money experts, strategies, and members-only tools to fix your credit, get out of debt, and have more money and happiness, do what other savvy listeners have and visit unlockyourwealthradio.com, where you go to get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. Become an Insiders Club member today and start receiving the benefits of millionaire wisdom right now. Today's show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. For Unlock Your Wealth Radio and Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhall. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. Unlockyourwealthradio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhall from the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. Unlockyourwealthradio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2013 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com. 